2: It over
1: to Edward Robles, go Insert Name
2: FC! What is up everybody, my name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, and with me as always is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles.
1: Hey, what's up guys?
2: Episode 71, um, I got yeah. no one. I don't think anybody would
1: have anybody. Number seven, number seven and and, 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 and a goalkeeper. There you go. (laughs) Just standing side by side. He's taking a picture.
2: (laughs) But yeah, it is, you know, obviously you guys know these episodes do drop on Friday, but we do record these on Mondays. So if you guys want to reference right now, the uh, college football national championship game is actually being played right now. Uh, Spencer's Alabama is taking on Georgia and right now it is. Well, the scoreboard isn't showing right now because they're kicking off and it's right now nine to three Alabama. So it is a defensive battle going on right now. So, so. Oh, hopefully Spencer, Spencer's happy with Alabama, maybe winning another champion. We'll, we'll update as we go on, but it's not really obviously this is a soccer podcast, but anyways, Edward. Um, yeah, quite the, quite the start for. I don't know what else. It's like. I mean, C- African Nations has been exciting, man. Uh, apparently has better use of VAR than of Copa America. So, so there's there's that. <laughs> but, but yeah, man. Uh, so so you know everything's getting back. into action FA Cup. I don't want to talk about it. Um, we don't need to talk about Arsenal losing to Nottingham Forest. Uh, we you know we can we can pass that up, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
2: But yeah, man, so pretty short intro right now because there's not really much much to say. No, no no talking points right now. Um, but yeah, so we'll get going. We do have a jam pack yeah, not really a jam pack show, but we do have some some loaded stuff to go on. We have Trash Watch, we have some headlines, uh we'll have some game recaps, uh we'll have was, our players.
1: Yeah, I was gonna make I was gonna make a dad joke and be like, it's not a jam pack show, but it's a jelly pack show, you know? Uh huh. Uh huh. Dad, I hate you.
2: Uh, we got game recaps. we got players of the week Uh, give you guys some games to look forward to for this coming weekend and do a three up three down on bro movies we'll kind of explain to that when we get to that part of the episode but yeah so we'll go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with this
1: episode most of the the 90s kids will understand and maybe the early 2000s will understand
2: okay and uh, we'll catch you after the break Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at Fanatics.com. What's Fanatics?
1: Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things
2: sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even
1: NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network.
2: Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we are back. If you guys check our social media on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC, when you look at our bios underneath the bio, you can see our link tree. Just go ahead and check it. Click down that link. You'll see um, how you can listen to us through Spotify, Pandora, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, um, you know, our great partners in Audible and Fanatics. And of course, the Insert Name FC clothing store sponsored by Bonfire. So make sure you guys check out those links and uh, and, and get right to it. Anyways, Edward, let's get started with Transfer Watch. And we're going to start things off with Juventus as they're looking at Icardi as a possible replacement for Alvaro Morata. So the rumors have been going around that Barcelona, and it like kind of died out, but then it came back up, which was that Barcelona is interested in getting Morata from Atletico Madrid, which is where Morata is currently under contract with, but is on loan with Juventus. So if that move happens, I'm guessing they're going to go to PSG to go see if they can get Icardi over there. Interesting move right there. I mean, I'll see what happens. He's a pretty good player. Terrible human being. But interesting player nonetheless. (laughs) So so there's that. Uh, Continuing on, AC Milan are in talks for Renato Sanchez. Um, There has been rumors speculating that Frank Cassier could be on his way out with AC Milan um, as he's now in the last six months of his contract. So I'm sure maybe some teams are looking to just get him right now in the January transfer window. But if not, obviously, you get just wait out to his contract's done. So I'm guessing Renato Sanchez is going to be there to replace Frank Kessie. Um, Renato Sanchez has a fall off when he was had all this hype around him. He had a really good 2016 Euro um, as he was part of that, that Portuguese team that won the Euro. Um, And then goes to Bayern Munich, and he just kind of slipped away, and then played in Lille and found a resurgence. So it'd be pretty interesting to see him uh, making it back with a top club, Um, even even though AC Milan is still kind of working on that part of being a top club once again. But interesting move nonetheless if AC Milan ends up
1: getting the Portuguese midfielder. <coughs> yeah, I mean, um... <sighs> oh yeah,
2: <clears throat> sorry. Okay. All right. Then you're going to say something, but okay. Um, Roma ends up, Roma ends up getting Ainsley, maintenance Niles on loan with an option to buy. Um, he did play in their recent, in their past game against Juventus. We'll get on, we'll get to that a little bit later, but I think it's a good move for Roma. They get another, another midfielder right back, depending on how they're going to use him. But, um, and then I'm guessing this means Arsenal is going to be looking to get. A right back or a, or, a, or a center midfield, depending on how they viewed him. So I think it's a really good move for Mainland the Mouse. He's going to go somewhere that he's going to be able to play. Um, right now he's just not playing at Arsenal, which is that's just the case. Um, but yeah. continue on. Bayern Munich is entering the uh, battle for Matthias Ginter. Matthias Ginter is a experienced center back from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, and you know there's teams like Inter Milan, Barcelona, and now Bayern Munich. They're looking to get. The German center back. Um, I think what he provides is obviously he's a a leader in the back line. He has experience, World Cup experience also, by the way. Um, he's just, uh, to me, he's a solid center back. It's somebody that I've actually been looking at for a while now. Um, but, you know, Bayern Munich has entered because, you know, they always go after the best players in Germany. And I mean, it's, it's, it was only a matter of time until Matthias Ginter was, was going to be someone they looked at. But I think obviously if a team should really be pushing for him, it's Barcelona, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there, as now Bayern Munich is probably the ones with the easier checkbook when it comes to Inter Milan to Barcelona, but we'll yeah. see what happens there. Yep,
1: yeah,
2: that's true. And speaking of teams with financial issues, Barcelona are in talks of a possible Martial Dembele swap. Uh, yeah, I guess,
1: I mean, it could work, but at the same time, Manchester United doesn't need any ball winger. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, unless they're, Yeah, I really don't. I don't get what, what what's the appeal for Dembele, but okay. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, Vinicius.
1: Yep,
2: keep an eye on it. Vinicius get Michael, uh, Quissance of Bayern Munich. So if you guys don't know who, uh, Cuisance is Quissance is a young French midfielder from the Bayern Munich system. Um, obviously he's just not going to play because he's in Bayern Munich, and you know. There's like 20 other midfielders ahead of him. So, Bart Munich is going to send him out to Venezia. I'm guessing they'll pop, if, if they need him, they'll just buy him right back. Um, but Venezia kind of trying to build something over there, trying to stay in the Syria. So, I think adding a, a player with the caliber of passants, uh, who's just wanting to grow, I think this is a really good move in just in general for both parties. Yeah, true. All right, man. Kylian Trippier. Joins Newcastle United for 20 million. He did play in their recent match this past weekend. Um, but yeah, Trippier is now in Newcastle United. He's back in the Premier League. Uh, who knows for how long, but he is back in the Premier League.
1: <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. All right. That's good. I mean, I mean, I mean, um, and he already played with Newcastle. They didn't get the win that they wanted. Um, so, I mean, I guess you could say for next season, uh, they'll have a fresh start. They're trying to soup up the team. So we'll see what happens during the summer.
2: Yeah. Uh, Katy Perry is doing the halftime show for the college football national championship game. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's, I was like, okay. Um, Arsenal and Barcelona are in a battle for Alexander Isaac. Um, he is the young, Swedish striker that currently plays Real Sociedad. Um, so yeah, Arsenal and Barcelona, two teams that are in a look, are, that are searching for a number nine. Um, and I think Alexander Isaac does provide some interesting services if they go after him. Um, but Edward, how do you feel about Barcelona going after? Uh, and actually, it's is the it Dortmund product? <laughs> but um,
1: yeah, exactly. But wait, how do you feel? I, I, I honestly, <laughs> I would say wait. You know, I would say wait before they try and go for this move. Um, just, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of moving pieces that they're already dealing with right now. They, they just managed to, you know, uh, make Serran Torres official to actually, you know, write him up in there. Um, re- renewing his contract and stuff. So it's just, uh, there's, there's lots of things going on right now. Um, I just feel like they should wait just for a little bit.
2: Yeah. I don't know if Isaac is the guy to go after, to be honest. Um, especially when I think of Ralph. So- I don't even think of him when I think of Ralph. So- to be honest. So, yeah. So, uh, I, I don't
1: know
2: if I, I don't know if I would go after him to be like, if I'm Arsenal, go, go after Blahovic. Um, if you're Barcelona, I mean, you brought in Torres. I don't know where exactly you're going to play him, but he, obviously you get forward he is a position where he can play, but, um, I mean, and then obviously they're going after Alvaro Morata, so I don't know who they're really going. Like you know, like just it's is interesting. But uh, speaking of of forwards that maybe are was a little bit more certain of, uh, Newcastle is prepared to offer 50 million for Darwin
1: Nunez. Yeah, I mean, I think like he would be somebody worth um, someone worth investing in because I think he can. He's one of those players that I. um you kind of don't have to build around him, but he can actually um adapt pretty well to any forwarding that you may want him to do. Okay, yeah.
2: So we'll see what happens But hope oh, We'll see what happens if the deal happens. Um I mean, Newcastle is looking to stay in the Premier League. I hope they don't, but they're looking to stay in the Premier League. And maybe Darwin Nunes can help them help them out with that. Alright, continue on. James Sands. The MLS Cup winner with NYCFC, and actually, I believe he was part of the, the, the Gold Cup championship team. Don't, don't correct me on that one. Um, but he goes on an 18-month loan with Rangers with an option to buy. So this is a, a really big move, uh, I believe, for James Sands. a center back, defensive midfielder, depending on how you view him, um, to go to Rangers, be part of one of the biggest teams in the Scottish Premier League, part of one of the biggest rivalries in all of soccer. Uh, with Celtic and the Rangers. Um, but I think this is going to be an interesting move for him, and I- I'm excited for him, and I can't wait to see him uh, perform over there for the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, so. And uh, plus, it's pretty cool to see that him and Cameron Carter-Vickers could be uh, doling it out in those rivalry games. Yeah, true, true. Alright, man. Real Madrid is prepared to offer $40 million for million midfielder. Ryan Gravenberch. Uh, this is to me a very interesting move because, um, I didn't, I didn't even know Real Madrid was even in, in this and even close to wanting to get Ryan Gravenberch, uh, specifically because of the midfield. I think you already have Alverde and you got Kamavinga, but I think Gravenberch definitely jumps himself over Kamavinga in some sense, which may sound weird to some, but that's how I feel. Um, but I think that definitely does. Strengthen that mid that midfield that Real Madrid has, especially when you feel that Tony Cruz and and Luka
1: Modric are close to being out the door. Yeah, true, true. So I guess you're you're in for that move.
2: Yeah, I mean it, I'm surprised, but like it, it, for a good reason, just because like um I didn't know if Birch was really so. I mean I've seen Gravenberch like if when I'm playing FIFA, like I see Birch mm-hmm. ends up going to Real Madrid, so maybe. You know, sometimes, you know, FIFA is accurate. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, Ryan Gravenberg is usually a player that everybody wants in FIFA because of just a high promising player. Um, and like I said, sometimes FIFA is pretty accurate. Not always, but sometimes. Um, but yeah, that is definitely one that I'm really excited about to see if it happens. Um, Fiorentina is prepared to pay Lucas Herrera's 13 million release clause to stay put at Fiorentina. Um, I mean, it sucks that Lucas Ferreira is not going to be part of Arsenal, but I kind of knew that was kind of going to happen, especially when he went to Atlético Madrid last season, um, on, on that loan. And then, uh, you know, obviously there was those, those, the rumors around that he wanted to go back to South America because for family reasons. Um, and then Arsenal just didn't do anything about that. And now he's on loan with Fiorentina. He's happy at Fiorentina. Um, that's all I got to say about that. So, but yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I guess he's honestly, he's not part of Arsenal's future plans anyway. So mm. that's it. Um, Oberlin Pineda ends up going to La Liga as he is joining Celta Vigo, yeah. which, which honestly, this is more moves that we need to be seeing from the Mexican national team players. Like they need to go out and play abroad. Like look at your competition and that comp- and even look at Canada. Like you're not, I'm not just saying to look at the U S, but look at Canada. You got, you got John David is playing in, in Lille. You got Alfonso Davies that's like looks like one of the greatest left backs in Bayern Munich right now. People are viewing him as one of the best left backs, even though he's a winger. Um, you know, like your competition is playing abroad, like you gotta, you gotta keep up with these guys too, you know. Um, I don't know what it is about like keeping your guys playing in League I which is cool. I'm, I know you wanna you wanna continue building, you know, youth players from your 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 league, but um you know, when your competition is playing abroad and, you know, everyone's how everybody emphasizes how the importance of playing abroad is for young players. Um, just let your young players go play abroad. <laughs> or, it's one of those things I'm really intrigued by. Like, I really want to talk to somebody that knows a little bit more about League IMX to really understand why these young players just don't go to Europe or the teams are stopping them from going to Europe. Like, I really kind of want to know a little bit more about this because it's a really intriguing thing for me. But, uh, Oberlin Pineda, I feel like will be a part of that 2026 Mexico team, possibly be someone that looks, be, is going to be viewed as a leader. So, yeah, I think it, it's a good move for him. I think Celta Vigo, um, I've said Celta is one of those teams that likes to ruin everybody's season. So, yeah. so I think it's a good. And then, you know, he gets to play with Iago Aspas, who I think is a very underrated player in La Liga. Someone that, someone that doesn't get talked up enough. Um, but, you know, great opportunity for him yeah exactly All right, man so So your boy Felipe Coutinho is on loan at Aston Villa um, and he's going to be reunited with his former Liverpool teammate Stevie Gerrard
1: yeah I mean I think it's a good move for him personally Um, he gets a little bit more play time Uh, I think it's like Aston Villa is going to cover more of his wage and he also did get you know uh, a lower wage but I think he's gonna be more content that way.
2: All right, that works out. Uh, it's kinda weird to think when you look back at Felipe Coutinho's time at Barcelona and the highlight of his time at Barcelona was actually beating Barcelona in that cutoff of shellacking that Barry put on Barcelona. Um, that was that was his contribution.
1: I think I think I think what Barcelona did was like buy him. So he they, he wouldn't be part of that team anymore and then now they're trying to take it out on him by not letting him play. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's just it's not true. I'm just it's just a little, hey, little, it's a, little.
2: Laporte being petty, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: pretty much. Yeah, man. Uh, continuing on, man. Former Atletico Madrid, uh, the center back, Uruguayan center back, former Inter Milan center back. I don't know what happened after Inter Milan, but he just you know just wasn't the same. And that is Diego Godín. Um, he ends up joining. Brazilian side, Atletico Mineiro. So he's back in South America. Atletico Mineiro, fun fact, won, uh, the previous, uh, league title. So I'm guessing they're looking to continue that. Um, I know they're kind of, I I think they've either signed or are working on signing, uh, Diego Costa to a more permanent deal over there. And I believe they also have hope there. So, I mean, they're trying to build something, trying to keep that, keep that team going and competing for years to come. Atletico Mineiro actually won. The Brazilian League after a long drought. So it's crazy. 2022 was a year of just teams winning after long years of not winning. So and Elego Miner was also a part of that. So interesting move for, for Diogo Godin and we'll see what happens there.
1: Yeah.
2: This is this is gonna this is gonna be make my little proud moment, but the Houston Dynamo are closest signing, or uh, by the time this episode drops up, maybe they already signed up, but are signing Paraguayan striker. Sebastian Ferreira. The Dynamo have needed a number nine, and I think this is the number nine that they're looking for. I watched. I watched his highlights, and the kid knows how to score goals. He's young. If there's a designated, like the thing is with me with the Dynamo, they when they go after designated players, they're either like, like I'm not excited about these designated players, or they're like super young and super raw that they're not. Like there's, you don't know if they're going to be good or not. This kid. I'm for sure. I for sure feel very confident that he will be good. So I'm excited about it. Finally, that'll make a good designated player signing. Not only that, but they spent more than I ever thought they would ever spend in an offseason just by one player by themselves. So you know what? Ted Siegel, Pat said, I'm excited. Paul Nagamura, we'll see what you do as a coach. But uh yeah, I'm I'm right now as a Dynamo fan, I'm really excited. Which means that I'm going to be completely, completely, utterly shattered when the season is terrible. So, <laughs> um, be there for me, Edward.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you heard my life. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> a, a lot of cold plays can be played. I know that anyways. Yeah.
2: Um, and the last rumor is Atlético Madrid are interested in Cedric Sorare. So this, I, I would be assuming is their replacement for Trippier. Uh, Cedric Sorare, who plays right now for Arsenal, hasn't really been playing, but he is a right back. He's actually really good. He's going to be part of Brazil. I mean, Brazil, Portugal's, uh, of national team. Um, at least I, I should expect him to be. So I think, I think this is a, a, a good replacement for Atletico Madrid. Um, you know, Atletico Madrid definitely makes those under radar type signings, and this is—I think this is kind of right around the realm of Atletico Madrid, like a, a player that many people don't expect to be any good, but then he goes out there and he shows the, his worth. So, cause, I mean, Tri- there are some people that hate on Trippier, like at Tottenham, people hated Tri- Trippier for some weird reason. He goes to Atletico Madrid, wins, wins a few, wins a La Liga title. You know, I'm just saying. You know, Atletico Madrid is pretty good on these under, under, under the radar type signings, and I think that that this kind of fits the bill. Yeah, pretty much. So that is the transfer watch. Obviously, things will be shaking up uh, by the time this episode drops, and we'll we'll touch up on it in the following episode. But let's get going with these headlines, man. We're going to start things off with Gareth Bale um, as he is contemplating retirement. So the 32-year-old, the 32-year-old Welshman, he well, this season has been rough for him because you know he looked really good at the beginning of the season, and then bam, an injury happened. Go figure. Um, which sucks for him because I I did I did feel like he was doing pretty good when he was playing. Um him, him, Benzema and Hazard looked like a trio. Um, it looked pretty good, and then you know, obviously Hazard ends up being Hazard. Vinicius ends up taking over, Bale. Uh Bale gets
1: I wonder, I wonder how that feels. Like Hazard like Hazard being Hazard. Like I was like,
2: oh. Uh, and then Bill gets hurt, and then obviously that gives Asensio his time to shine. Um, you know, obviously there's been kind of that 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 friction going on between him and Real Madrid. Um, you know, he w- goes on loan at Tottenham. That's basically it. Uh and then, you know, now he's back with Real Madrid and it's just you know, and, and plus his contract is running up. But obviously having an injury, that doesn't help him to solidify a case to go to another top club. Maybe he goes to MLS. Maybe he goes goes play back for Tottenham. Who knows? But, you know, right now with the injury, I think that's a big factor as to whether or not. And also the big question also, I think everyone's constantly have said is, uh, does he really even want to play? Like, you know, that's something that people have been questioned about Garrett Bale for a while. It's like, does he really even love the game anymore? Because, you know, it seems like he'd rather play golf. Um, than anything else, and then I it, it, apparently this is this is a rumor. I don't know how, how how strong this is, but he could be retiring depending on whether or not Wales qualifies for the World Cup.
1: Damn.
2: So I mean, if so, if if, if I, I'm if I'm trying to go through his thought process, like the only thing that's keep me like wanting to play is the chance to play in the World Cup for Wales. I don't think Wales has made. Has many World Cup appearances if they do have one, um, but he had that opportunity. You're 32. Um, you're, you're right now dealing with a really bad injury, but you know you're you're considered Wales' best player. So you know that once you're healthy, you're still going to play for them. Um, but I mean, you know, going through his head, do you think that retirement is a real possibility for Gareth Bale?
1: Mm. I don't know, man. Uh, with him, I, I think, I think, I think I, I want to say for him, I think right now would be good time for retirement for him. Um, I'm not saying he's not, he not still play in the Premier League or in the Liga or in one of the major, major leagues in the world. It's just, like you said, it just doesn't seem like the same Gareth Bale that was at Tottenham or when he first started with Real, Real Madrid, like part of that tr- tried it y'all had, you know? Oh, um, BBR? No, BBC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, BBC. No Bale, Benzema, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, that one. I tried. Um, <laughs> I still remember as a Barcelona fan, I still remember that goal, like, like they're, they're like, they basically chomped in the ball. They held Mary that one and then he just took off running, caught it. And then I think Busquets or Pique was the last man there and they tried to stop him.
2: Oh, no, that was, that was, uh, that was Jordi Alba.
1: That was Jordi Alba, though. He ran out of bounds and he still managed to catch up to him and he still yeah. managed to score.
2: He yeah. That like, that was dude. the, that was the Copa de Rey of actually when, uh, oh. when, um, uh, last time Ancelotti was, was manager.
1: Yeah. So, you know, that still stays clear in my head. Cause that was, a, like,
2: that was the decima. Man. That was the season when they yeah. won the decima.
1: So, yeah. So, and I'm like, damn, God, though. God damn. I was like, he had to, I'm over here thinking, oh, he's not going to make it. Dude had speed like a fucking gazelle. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, come on, you can stop him. You can stop him. And then he even tried to pull his shirt. He still went off. He couldn't stop about Yeah, about. that's
2: when I knew, like, that he's not gonna be able to recover from this. Is when, like, he couldn't even hold on to his shirt.
1: Yeah, he couldn't even. No, he didn't even, even if he did hold on to his shirt, he, he he couldn't. Like that was it. He was already falling down, trying to keep up. Like that's it. Like that, that pace he had it. Um, but I think I think those days are done for Gareth Bale. I, I feel like he, he should hang up his his cleats and just retire. Um. Well, he he's still up there, you know. Like like, um, it's not like his goal is to like. I feel like his goal is not to continue, kind of like Ronaldo, where he's like, I want to keep playing until I'm forty, you know. Like like, Zlatan, where he's like, I'm still gonna be playing because I'm still the best, you know. Like he doesn't, I don't think he has that mentality. He's like, I'm playing because you know I like playing, and you know I I like it. Like that's it. Like and then, but he has his own pastime things, some things that he probably wants to do on the side. And, you know, it's nothing about football.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I think with it, because, you know, the other thing with Garrett Bale is injuries. Injuries has always been something that's carried around with Garrett Bale. Um, I mean, because we all know the player that Garrett Bale could be. I mean, we've, we've seen what he could do. Um, he, he, he's definitely up there as one of the greats and I think could probably go down as one of the best Welsh players, uh, of, of any hit, of any era. I mean, depending what happens with Wales in the future, but, yeah i mean but it's like more and more you see him and it just doesn't seem like his heart's all into it and i mean if you're not if you're really not if you're really not into it you know that's that's also the other thing and i think you know maybe he just doesn't feel that with his health being a concern maybe he just thinks it's better to to not risk any more injuries you know and maybe like like kind of like how everybody's been seeing it like maybe his maybe he really isn't right now in love with the game and he just wants maybe some time away from it. Who knows? If, yeah. Maybe he chooses to go to the Chinese Super League and and, and you know refine re himself or or what. But I think right now he's just not in he's not in the right headspace to want to continue to play. And uh, you know, obviously, if you have a shot to play in the World Cup, you're going to take that in a heartbeat. Um, I don't think any anybody would say like, nah, I don't want to play in the World Cup. I retire. So. I, and especially for Wales, I think that the significance for Wales to win, to play in the World Cup, not it, but just playing the World Cup, I think is huge for him. But, um, I, yeah, I can see, honestly, I could see Gary Bale um, call it a career. And I mean, you know, if you look back at it, he still had like an amazing career, um, for what he's, he's, was able to accomplish in his time in Real Madrid.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So there is that. All right so that is that is the first headline. Second headline is uh Zinedine Zidane is set to become the next manager of PSG. Oh yeah. So So um it, the rumors have always been speculating that Pochettino will end up going to Manchester United. It is kind of been everyone it's been what everybody's been hearing um everybody knows that Ralph Ragnick is only here as an interim manager. He will be taking over as a consultant once the season is over. But, you know, like I said, Pochettino is said to be the guy in Manchester United. That is what everyone's been hearing. So, um, obviously he wants to finish the season now with PSG before he ends up leaving for Manchester United. And Zidane is the guy that's being looked at as the, the person to take over the French giants. Now that it is PSG, uh, Weirdly enough, this is a move that everybody's kind of felt should be done because, well, one, even though Zaini not did well with, with Real Madrid, you know, obviously he kind of got put into a really good situation at Real Madrid. Didn't necessarily yeah. change the system in any way. He actually did what exactly what Ancelotti did. Um, yeah. It's just day one more, I guess you can say. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that because of that, um, he's found some some great success in Real Madrid. Obviously, the three P for the Champions League won the liga, uh, won some some Copa de Reys. But the the big question is what's he gonna how how you know how will he do in the next level? Well, if he gets put in in PSG, I think um one, you know he can handle multiple stars. We know that for sure. Um two, he's gonna he's gonna have a uh someone someone he knows, but with, uh, Sergio Ramos there. Um, he's very familiar with Messi. Um, so it's, you know, like I guess, and once again, he, he knows how to deal with egos. He, you know, he dealt with Cristiano Ronaldo. So, I mean, yeah, I'm sure Neymar wouldn't be, Neymar's not, not Cristiano Ronaldo, but I'm sure he can at least find a way to, to deal with that. But, uh, you know, for you, for, for you, what's your thoughts, were Is this the right move for PSG to go out and get the French legend, Zane Zidane? Well,
1: he's proven himself. at at Real Madrid. So I I do think that would be a good one. Like He's a good coach. I mean, I've I've said it myself. You know, I've told you myself. I think he's a good coach. I think PSG will be able to benefit. Uh Uh-huh. No, yeah, for sure. For sure.
2: Um, you know, it's, a, it's definitely going to be an interesting move for, for for PSG. For PSG, for sure. So, um, you know, definitely going to be something that I want to see. And, and hopefully uh, PSG, you know, continues. Because, I mean, you know, the one thing about PSG is that they always find themselves getting new managers and, and that new manager still finds success and then he goes elsewhere and has a pretty decent career obviously you can look at you know Ancelotti. you can look at uh you can look at Tuco, you can look at uh uh you can Pochettino possibly being another one of those managers that goes to um goes over to to PSG you know has some success at PSG and then goes elsewhere and still has a pretty decent career as long as you're not Unai Emery um so I think it's a, it's a good situation for, for Zanis and Don proves himself because now he's going to show what he can do besides having the resources around Madrid, but now having the resources of PSG. But if he can find success at PSG, who knows what's going to, what's going to lead to him? Because I feel like PSG, um, it, it's like the next step to going to either the Premier League or La Liga or Bundesliga. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, I think him being, um, how do I say? The new coach of PSG, if he's going to be the next one up. Um, like I said, I think he, he would actually be a benefit for PSG after the whole Real Madrid thing because uh, it, it, for him to be magic Madrid after all this time. And then it, it's, it's not been a bad spell. You know, it's not like, Oh my God, he sucks ass. No. And then he, you're going to PSG with all the resources, all the players at your disposal already, you know, like, uh, I think, I think he's gonna be good. Yeah, I, I think so too. So, at this point, yeah. So it's all it's all on it's all on him at this point, and it's all on PSG, Pochettino, basically <laughs> everybody. All
2: around, hey, exactly, exactly. So we're excited. We'll see what happens. Obviously, this is this is gonna happen in the summer, not right now, because is still manager of PSG. And we're going to wrap things up with the for the last headline, and that is going to Manchester United as Ed Woodward's has officially stepped down as the guy at Manchester United. He will no longer be Manchester United's executive vice chairman. Um, in his eight and a half years, he's only able to have been a part of one Europa League, one FA Cup, and one League Cup, no Premier League titles, and obviously no Champions Leagues. And also in that time, he has had five different managers in those not eight and a half years. Um, This is a guy that people have not wanted, like wanted out of of Manchester United for a very long time. Um, So, yeah. So, what does this mean for you
1: that Manchester United finally moves on from Ed Woodward? I think what it means is, um, I think they can actually have like a new rebuild. All the way from the, literally from the inside, like all the way from the top. Mm-hmm. So it's something very, very crucial. It's very, it, when you do that, you know, when whoever comes in, they're either going to be like, okay, let's work with what we have or we're going to clean house. So, you know, something's coming. You know, it's either going to be like, okay, we're going to let go of some other people and we'll keep some. Or they're just gonna be like, you know what? I just want a whole new crew. Like I just want somebody to like everything brand new. Like I just want everything from the ground up. Like I just want everything new.
2: Exactly, and I think obviously, with once again, we mentioned this earlier, but Ralph Ragnick, obviously, it, once once the season's over, you know, which is kind of funny to think that there's already like people wanting Ralph Ragnick out. Um, but obviously, he's an interim manager. Like he's just here to to man the fort. So Pochettino comes in, but I feel like obviously I think Ragnick takes over that executive vice chairman role as he's going to be that advisor and helping out, trying to build Manchester United back to to what you know, obviously doing what he did with RB Leipzig, essentially. Um, but you know, one, I'm sure it's it's just is relieving to get this guy out of out of Manchester United, clearly. In eight and a half this essentially, if you guys want to reference, this is how this is how I feel about Matt Jordan. So like eight and a half years and and very little success to prove. But I mean, okay, cool, an Europa League title, an FA Cup, and a League Cup. But you know, not much success in the Premier League. And if you really were honest, uh Manchester United wasn't necessarily in the top, t- you know, the on the top four of those tables under Woodward un- until until like recently. So Yeah, definitely a rough, rough uh eight and a half years to be with Woodward. And not only that, but to have also five different managers in that time frame as well. Um, just shows like the the inconsistency that Manchester United had for for quite some time. But uh but yeah, so I mean that is really that's that's the last headline. And we're going into our debate topic, Edward. Um this debate is brought to you by the insert name clothing story at Bonfire. So, you guys, make sure you guys check out Bonfire. Look at the insert name FC clothing line. Um, go ahead and and represent insert name FC. If you guys do, please, 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 please uh, uh, tag us in your in, when you're rep repping our gear, so we can go ahead and share you share you to the rest of the world. Because it'll be cool to see more people rocking the insert name FC swag. We are gonna be working on some designs. We're we just you know just gonna start brainstorming on some ideas, but you know. So here is the debate topic, and I kind of, kind of meant, kind of, it leads on from the Ed Woodard uh, discussion, but with the rumors of just, there's friction going on, you know, people are also, like, not liking Ralph Ryan because maybe he's a little too strict, um, you know, things like that, but there's a player that apparently is just not happy right now at Manchester United, and that's Cristiano Ronaldo, um, feeling, he's just, he's just not happy, like, apparently he just doesn't like where the club is going. Um and, and maybe he wants to go somewhere where he's gonna he's gonna have success uh instead of yeah. what but it's gonna take time with with Manchester United and unfortunately time is just not what Ronaldo has. Um yeah, so pretty much the debate topic is will Cristiano Ronaldo
1: leave Manchester United? Um in my opinion, I think after hearing all of this, he may actually stay. He may stay. It's a big maybe. It's a big maybe. Um, reason being is, like I said, like after you know, um, knowing that this guy's just an interim manager, I think he may just just he may stick around just to see where everything's going, where the direction's going. If he's actually going to be part of the new coach's uh, overhaul of the new coach's plans, because if he is, I think he'll stay. If he's not, he's going to walk plain and simple, like plain and simple. I just know, I mean, would you really want to stay where you're not really going to be used or you're not really going to be one of the people, the key players that you're going to be like, okay, I can at least come be a rotation or at least, you know, be a starter here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, especially of Christiano's caliber. And I mean, dude, that's, what, that's what I was saying. I was like, I think I I think that I think he'll stay, um, because you can actually build something around him, but you can also use him, uh, as a key player to build like a whole whole different team, Mm -hmm. not just around him, not him, not him being a key player, but like just you have a lot of players who are basically like all stars. So I don't understand why you cannot actually make the right team. And I'm sure there is one strong component, like, I guess you could say, um, to create the team chemistry that the team actually needs.
2: No, yeah. I think with Man- Manchester United isn't necessarily on a rebuild. I don't think like uh, the re, uh, th- the term rebuild would mean that everything needs to be start from scratch. But when you look at the players that, re- that Manchester United has, they have a solid, they have a solid lineup in there. Like, you just gotta, you know, find the right lineup. I don't, I don't, I don't think Ralph Radding's formations are it, but, um, was
1: somebody actually put, uh, what you call it? They, uh, so they, somebody actually put like a carton of eggs of the 12 pack. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, not even the 12 pack, but I want to say it was like maybe the, the dozen, the, like maybe, oh, the, uh, the large ones, the 24 yeah, packs, two dozens. Yeah. Okay. They ended up putting like the formation, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Ralph's formation. Dude, I, I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, damn, that's so true. Like, they took out a bunch of eggs, but they left it look like, uh, two, two hooks, one to their left, one to their right. And then like the front had like two. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was
0: like,
2: damn. Yeah. And, uh, and honestly, the, the Ralph Radnick, the, the thing that he's trying to do is get this team disciplined. And I think that's like, that definitely Manchester United definitely needs that. Um, but you know, and and that I think that's the reason why they want Pochettino is because I think they like his tactics and they think his tactics could work with Manchester United. And I mean it it should. It really should. Because if you think about, you know, what he was able to do with that Tottenham team with with that lesser with the lesser town besides Hungman Son and and uh and Harry Kane, um they made it to the Champions League final. And I mean yeah. when you look at the roster that Manchester United has, you talk about Bruno Fernandez, you're talking about Bruno Hopefully, he plays Jaden Sancho. You know, he. you have Rashford. You have, Ren- hopefully, Ronaldo stays. Um, You have... Maybe want to improve that midfield a little bit or, or, unless you guys think Donny Van de is finally worth it. Um, Because it seems kind of insulting that matchage is more important, is more seen as crucial than, than Donny Van de Beek. Yeah. But, you know, like, like, there's a lineup. The lineup is there. Like, there's clearly a good lineup in, in that Manchester United roster. It's just, you need to use the lineup. Um, but for me, I, I, I think depending on what Manchester United does in, in the offseason, if it is Pacino, shoot, maybe they just surprise everybody and get Zidane. But like, cause I mean, I don't think Pacino said it, like, it's not official that he's going to be the guy, but everyone knows that, like, that's probably going to be the guy. Um, I think Cristiano Ronaldo, I think maybe he's just frustrated right now with you know knowing that this team could be good but they're not right now and that's not really saying much because I mean they're, you know they're up there they they have a shot at being in top 4 but um I mean I can see him wanting to leave if he wants to have instant results like I mean I'll I'll say this, you know and and, and where you were this was something you were speaking on for a while now was the super yeah. team I mean yeah say if be were to join Alliance with with Messi with the possibility of Mbappe leaving, you put Cristiano Ronaldo in that four in that striker spot. That just you know the super team and in League One he's gonna win a ton of trophies in League One. Um, will they win Champions League? Probably not, but you know that could be an enticing opportunity for Ronaldo. Um He could say that he's played in four of the top five leagues, unless you know somehow Bayern Munich or you don't even want to go after him but um but i i don't know i don't think he has really anything to prove in another league either like i think he's happy at manchester united i think he's just frustrated with the way things are right now because he's essentially carrying the team um right now which is what you're not hoping especially with the players around you you would think that you would have to do less work instead of doing more work and, and so I, I i guess you can see i can see that for 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 Ronaldo, but i don't I don't know. I think it's too early. I don't, I don't I don't I don't see Ronaldo as much of a quitter. Um I think things, there was so much friction in Juventus that's the reason why he wanted to leave Juventus. But I think there's not I don't think there's any friction. I just think he's frustrated. And that's because you know Ronaldo's competitive and he wants to win. So uh, I So I don't think it's that he wants to leave. I don't think he I, that doesn't that doesn't feel right with me. for Ronaldo I just think he wants to he just wants his team to be better and he knows his team could be better. So I think that it's just him being competitive. I don't know if necessarily he's going to leave. Uh I don't think he will. I think it's too early. I think he knows the situation at Manchester United. And like you said, depending on you know who who's to say like if Pochettino comes in and he likes Pochettino, then I think you know and I, once again, I like Pochettino's tactics. I think Pochettino has some actually he has pretty good tactics. And it, and it would work for Ronaldo. It would work for the guys that they have. So I don't I don't think that he gives up because once again, this is an interim manager. And you know Maybe Ronaldo agrees with him. Maybe they, these guys do need to get disciplined. So you know, it, it's right now. It's like it's too much for them to be expecting a lot from a team that literally lost their manager early in the season, and then having an interim manager that's there to get this team back in in disciplined shape. And so I, I think Krishan Ronaldo gets that. I think he knows the assignment. I
1: think you know. I don't think he's leaving. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right.
2: So yeah, so it's going to be fun. You, you can see our, our, our debate topic on social media. Once again, on, on Instagram and Twitter at Instagram FC, go ahead and share your thoughts. And if you guys have an idea for a potential debate topic. You know, you can go ahead and, and send it to us on a personal message or just share it on the post. And if we like it, we'll go ahead and feature in a future episode. And we'll even give you a shout out, not only on social media, but on a podcast as well.
1: Yep. Exactly.
2: Alright, so we're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll get going with Game Recaps.
1: Hector, are you listening to music?
2: No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible.
1: What's Audible?
2: Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience.
1: What if I'm not sure about Audible?
2: Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you will also be supporting Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now.
1: And we are back. All right, games to recap. Ever, what is your game to recap? Uh, okay, so my game to recap is actually the... I'm going to City A um, Juventus versus Roma, which was a very... <laughs> uh,
2: okay, let's restart that. No, I just got to keep going. <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> Talk about this great game between Juventus and Roma. <laughs> All right. Just letting you know, guys, relax because he, he's, he's, he's recapping my game. Yeah.
1: Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, the thing is I was talking about it because of player of the week but oh man great now I'm laughing and coughing. Oh man. Okay, so basically okay, let's let's put it this way. Hey, my game recap aka Hector's game recap is actually Juventus versus Roma where they won 4 to 3. Juventus beat Roma 4 to 3. Roma had 52% of the possession and Roma outshot them actually 19 to 14. So Roma had more of the attacking presence on the field and Juventus is are now unbeaten in eight matches. So here's hoping that sticks to it.
2: You know, the crazy part about this that, that, uh, Juventus completed a three one comeback. So they were down three to one in this game and then. I believe actually the three, the, the three goals to, to, you know, complete the comeback were all in the 70th minute period. So like it was all within 10, you know, not, I mean, less than 10 minutes from, uh, within complete scoring three goals. So that is amazing that Juventus pulled that off. That just shows that how this team cares, by the way, but just how they were, they stayed on it and didn't give up. And you know, you never know with these games. So yeah, uh, definitely a great game to recap. Uh, that I wanted to recap that, but it ended up being recap by Edward. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> but um, man. but anyways,
1: Hector, well, tell me your game to recap.
2: <laughs> so, Edward's game to recap was Barista Dorman beating Eintracht Frankfurt three to two. So we both picked uh, two games that had huge scoring affairs. Um, Barista Dorman had sixty four percent of the possession. Dorman outshot uh, Eintracht Frankfurt twenty to twelve, and Barisha Dorman was actually uh down in this game. And uh Dorman ends up scoring scoring the tying goal and the winning goal within two minutes, with uh Bellingham scoring in the 87, 87 minute mark and then the Hood scoring at the 89th minute to secure the victory. So yeah. Just great comebacks that are that we ended up picking this game. Um great, great performance overall from both teams. So yeah, pretty good games to pick uh from both our hands. Uh but all right, Edward <laughs> definitely sick. Uh so Edward, do you want to announce your player of the week or you want to announce my player of the
1: week? I'll announce my player. <laughs> Since it goes with the game. You know what I mean? Alright. So my player of the week is actually from Juventus. Um uh, Matia de Stiglio. Shiglio. Shiglio. Uh Shiglio. Matia de Siglio. Who scored the winning goal and whoventus his four to three win against Roma. Little side note here: when I was looking at it, for some reason I kept seeing Matias lit, and the reason being is because at the eighty eighth minute, I believe or eighty ninth minute, he got a red card. So I kept thinking. I looked at it and I was like, oh. So I was like, Matias Lick scores the last goal? Oh, shit. I was like, going oh, make him my player of the week. And Hector goes, are you sure? He's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, he scored the winning goal. And he's like, he got a red card. I was like, oh. I was like, then who scored the winning goal? And he's like, Matias the Chiglio. And I was like, oh, well, then that guy. I was like, I, "I I I'm over here thinking that I had the right guy. But, you know, I had to do a quick recap. You know, that's, and that's what happens. That's what happens to me when I'm sick. My brain starts to go everywhere. Only when you're sick. Only when you're sick. (laughs) I mean, what is it called? Love struck, sick, um, uh, in a whole different kind of world, you know, know, hungry, hungry, angry. So yeah, all kinds of stuff. But, but yeah, so. You know, kudos to de Dechiglio and Hector. What is or who is your player of the week? Jesus Jesus Christ! Yeah, (laughs) apparently yours isn't a he or she; it's a freaking you know what, Texas. I need
2: I need you to do me something, do something for me real quick. You need to just choose a temperature because it was it was it was it was was warm for a while. Then got cold, and then got warm again. With me, and it was storm like it was raining really hard one day, and then it went back to being cold. So I just need you to pick a temperature and just stick with it till spring. Um, but anyways, my player of the week is Vinicius Jr., who scores two goals in Real Madrid's 4-1 victory against Valencia. Um, and then also fun fact, I ever pointed this out uh, of when Valencia was, I mean, Vinicius, when Vinicius was going after the ball, he (laughs) had an opportunity where he he probably would have stepped over the Real Madrid logo. He ends up hopping over the logo, which respect the business right there for, for Vinicius. Um, but Vinicius, Obviously this is a player that Real Madrid has had so much hype around. Um, and you know, we we're hoping that he was gonna fit that hype and you know, there was moments where people didn't think he was gonna live up to the hype, but now he's he's living up to the hype and it looks like someone that everybody is gonna try to go after, but let's be realistic, the price tag's gonna be really high. Um, but yeah, great performance for Vinicius. Um, just you know, solidifying himself to be part of Real Madrid's future. Yep, exactly. So congratulations to De DeSiglio and Vinicius Jr. for being our players
1: of the week. Yes, sir.
2: All right. So we got some games to watch this weekend, obviously. Um, plenty plenty to watch. But we'll start off with the African Cup of Nations. The group stages continue on. Make sure you guys t- uh, check tuned. Be in sports. That's where you're going to be able to catch all the action for the African Cup of Nations. So don't miss out. The games are really good. Uh, an amazing comeback. Uh, game for Cameroon this past weekend. Um, so, and I'm sure it's just going to get even better and better as we go on and keep your eyes out for these guys and, you know, for, for Sadio Mane, uh, uh, Mohamed Salah, because this is their opportunities to definitely improve on their stock for the ball and the orb. So you, we, you know, and we want to see that too for them. So yep. definitely African Cup Nations, check it out. It's, it's well worth it. I, I completely recommend it. In Liga MX, we have Leon versus Tijuana and Toluca versus Santos. All right, <laughs> all right. In uh, in League One, we have Strasbourg versus Montpierre, who are apparently in good form, and Nice versus Nantes, who
1: are also apparently on good form.
2: So,
1: <laughs> so the good form teams.
2: Nice. Yep. So, go Go and check those out. In the Bundesliga, we have Borussia Mönchengladbach coming from a. Upset against Bayern Munich, taking on Bayer Leverkusen and Borussia Dortmund versus FSC Freiburg. So, looking to continue their form uh, against a, a, a top opponent in the Bundesliga. In the Serie A, we have Atalanta taking on Inter Milan and Roma versus Agliari. That's gonna be a,
1: that's gonna be a good one. <coughs> yeah, At- Atalanta versus Inter Milan. For sure,
2: in La Liga, uh, there won't be any La Liga action going, but there will be Copa del Rey. So, if you guys want to know what the Copa del Rey is, it's it's essentially the FA Cup for La Liga. So, there you go. Check that out. In the English Premier League, there is actually a lot of good matchups this weekend for the English Premier League. But the two I ended up picking was Manchester City versus Chelsea. Um, if, if, Chelsea wants to get, stay in the contention for the Premier League, this is definitely the matchup they have to take, a, take advantage of. And it is the North London Derby, Tottenham versus Arsenal. So, Everett, last time they put Arsenal and Tottenham went up against each other, Edward was like, well, oh, be realistic. You know, who oh, you yeah. think is going to win? And guess what happened? Arsenal won. So, I'm not going to pick against Arsenal. Arsenal is my team. I'm going to keep rooting for them. Uh, win, loss, or draw, they're going to be my team. So hopefully, uh, we're going to forget about Nottingham and focus on Tottenham. So, so Once again, forget about Nottingham. We don't have to remember that they got eliminated by, by Nottingham, for us. But remember, focus on Tottenham, who is in shambles. Actually, they're kind of, they're kind of good, but not really good.
1: They're, they're coming back. They're coming back. Fuck Tottenham. So yeah. <laughs>
2: Alright, so those are the games to look forward to this weekend. Make sure you guys go ahead and check them out. Premier League is going to have some great matchups, by the way. Just There's more than just these two, but those are the ones that we're highlighting. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with our three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector.
1: Yo, this is Edward. And we, and we are Intername, Inter-Name FC. FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer.
2: Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see, see you there. there.
1: And we're back. All
2: right, three up, three down, and the topic is bro movies. If you guys want to know what a bro movie is, it is a movie that the bros watch. Like Something you can watch with the bros. The bros just straight up
1: dude flicks. Yeah, pretty much a dooflick. Like, okay, so for example, um, what was it called? The Time Traveler's Wife or something like that, or the Notebook or the Traveling Pants of Sisterhood. Um, the traveling those. Pants of Sisterhood. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. You know what I'm talking about, I honestly didn't know the name. The only
2: reason- <laughs> you would pull dyslexia on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 flipped that whole you you went full Miss Ellie, you flipped it in reverse bro <laughs> no no
1: if I wouldn't it the reverse it wouldn't have been um uh, what's the name of the movie
2: the sister <laughs> of the traveling
1: pants you said the traveling pants the, <laughs> the, the traveling, traveling pants, pants sister pants traveling of sisterhood that would have been the more dyslexia I just I just thought it was the traveling pants of sisterhood shut the fuck up alright um. <laughs> God! Oh, well, I got some. I got something to talk to you about with the Missus. But anyways, <laughs> um, so those movies—if you watch those with the bros—good for you. I'm not judging. But what we're talking about is bro movies, such as you know, like something raunchy, something all about comedy. Um,
2: it's either story. it's either super action packed or super stupid.
1: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, pretty much, pretty
2: much. Like just stupid beyond all reason, or just action packed. Probably has yep, a lot
1: right. of nudity, but some nudity, um, you know, something totally random too. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll give you examples as we go along. If you know that's something you're into, but yeah, dude, movies, you know, just uh, if anything, let's start with Spencer,
2: as we and always so, do. Yep. You want, you want to switch this up and start with the with the three down or go with the three up?
1: Yeah, three down, man. All right, three down. All right, start down. All right. Three down, but the
2: best worst edition. That's what Spencer wants you to know. Number three, the best, the best of the worst edition, but the best worst edition. Ah, uh, all right. So number three, maximum overdrive.
1: I can't remember that. I was about to say,
2: that. like, I, I seriously don't remember that buddy. How old is Alan? <laughs> God dang, man! You're gonna you're gonna tech, you're gonna attack Spencer's age?
1: No, Spencer's younger than me. I just, I guess he's an old soul.
2: I mean, we should have known that from his movie, his music preferences. True, true, true. And it's a Stephen King
1: movie. Oh shit! Emilio Man. Estevez. Yeah. It's a horror sci-fi movie. Mm.
2: After I'm a comet causes a radiation storm on Earth, machines come to life and turn against their makers. Hold up in a North Carolina truck stop, a group of survivors must fend for themselves against a mass of homicidal trucks. A diner cook, Bill Robinson, Emilio Estevez, emerges as the unlikely leader of the pack, attempting to find an escape plan for himself and the survivors, who includes his boss, Bubba Hendershot, Pat Hingle, and a newlywed couple. Wait, is Emilio, is Emilio Estevez uh Yeah, 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 it is. It, it, oh, that's crazy! Middle of really friggin' Coach Bombay. All right, <laughs> so, a little '80s uh, sci-fi horror. Okay, number two, Super Mario. Uh, would you <laughs>
1: consider that a bro movie? I mean, it was a bad movie. It's would, would you consider it a bro movie? I'm not. I'm okay. This is
2: unpopular opinion, but I. I actually do like watching the Super Mario movie. Damn, really? It, not that it's okay. Not that it's good, but I mean it's entertaining. You can put John Leguizamo in anything, and I'll probably watch it.
1: Mm, yeah, I guess so.
2: I mean, it, it completely nothing to do with Mario, but besides the fact that the guy's the guy's name is Mario and Luigi, but anyways. Uh no, I I I think you can watch it with the bros I, w- I would say that
1: yeah I guess maybe uh, I I guess maybe because I I don't see it that type of way okay
2: and uh, then number one is Howard the Duck
1: yeah I can see that one actually being a a a guy a a dude movie it's like a bro flick okay there you go
2: so that is Spencer's three down all right Edward, you want me to go first you want to go first. Uh,
1: I can go first. Alright then. Alright, uh, so my three down. Um, three down, not another teen movie.
2: Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> That's a good
1: one. Yeah, that was, it was, it was funny. Parody movies. Also, you, parody, We forgot yeah. to mention parody movies. Yeah, parody movies. Yeah, like the parody movies. Yeah, those are pretty bad. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, Okay. Got another one. Number two. The Rundown. With the The Rock? The Rock and Sean William Scott. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a that was like a pure action movie. It had a little comedy because of Sean William Scott, but it was like it it was like, I don't know if it had the potential to be good. It just uh, I don't think, I don't think I would have been something I would have been into, but yeah, I just, just, yeah, I wasn't really too happy about it, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then my number one. Um, this one, I guess you could probably say like, um, let me see. Um, Oh, got a good one. So, number one, and I think you'll agree with me because I think you and me went to go see this movie in theaters. I was excited about it because I love the gameplay of it, but Assassin's Creed.
2: Um, uh, I was indifferent of it,
1: <laughs> for sure. No, nah, I didn't know. Nah, I was not happy about that shit.
2: I was, um, yeah, that was that was just a bad
1: movie. It was just a really bad movie. It wasn't even a B movie. It was just bad. It was like the the only thing that they played that they played on on like basically for people like us to no um the for for example like the the thing that we I guess you say that we saw like in in the as a teaser like oh yeah we're gonna do this. I don't know how many feet drop. You know that was the only thing that they played on for the whole commercials, for the teasers, for everything. That was it. They're like, we're gonna make this one stunt, and then that one stunt basically was the thing that was done. finding the movie. It made it seem like, oh my god, there's gonna be crazy ass stunts in the movie. It really was very limited to stunts, and even though we know that Assassin's Creed is mostly all about parkour, assassination, and they didn't make it like that. If anything, I felt that uh Disney's Prince of Persia was more Assassin's Creed kind of, and that's yeah. Jake Jake Jones, Dylan Hall, yeah. That's Prince Stassi. Yeah,
2: yeah, nah, for sure. That was that was, Stan, a, so. that was a huge letdown. Was that? that?
1: Yeah, it was a huge letdown. But you know, for me to tell you, hey, um these right here is better you, than Assassin's, Assassin's Creed.
2: Creed. You yeah. really wanted to watch
1: Assassin's Creed? That was. I did. Like,
2: I was hesitant from the beginning. <laughs> so
1: No, I really wanted to watch it. I was like excited for it, man. Oh, I really thought it was gonna be a good movie and the way they made it seem like I said they played on that. They played on me. They played me. They did. That, they did. That, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. But uh alright, bro. What's your bottom three?
2: All right. So my bottom three isn't necessarily that they're bad movies. It's just um These are like movies I have to be mindful when I'm watching it. Is, is basically what I'm saying. So like, I can't, I can't have it just playing and like, you know, around, you know, nieces and nephews or, or parentals. (laughs) These, these movies are pretty bad. Anyways, so so just have that known already. Uh, at number, at number three, I have Road Trip. Road Trip. Uh,
1: and it's not oh, I, I, really that was a bad one for you. Well, remember yeah, I what I said. Yeah.
2: What remember what I said, right? Right,
1: right
2: like right I can't right. just be like one, definitely can't be watching this with children.
1: <laughs> no,
2: uh, two, I, the last thing I want is my mom see me watch uh, Tom Green trying to feed a, a snake. So, was it Tom oh, Green? Guys.
1: I don't know who it was, but I remember he had the fucking little mouse in his mouth. Yeah, it was Tom Green. Dude,
2: man, what happened to him? <laughs> anyways, yeah. Anyways, but yeah. So once again, movies that like I can watch with the bros, but the last thing I need is like, I'm watching this just, just, to, just for the fuck of it. And then all of a sudden, like, or even a significant other. The last thing I don't like, what the fuck are you watching? Like, so that, that's why, that's what I'm saying. All right. So yeah, number, number three is Bro Trip. Number two is Euro Trip. Mm, yeah, that was
1: actually to be honest, I think Eurotrip was a little bit worse than Road Trip.
2: I think so, too, but they also had the great song Sky Doesn't Know. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's, a, But that one was, like, trying to go into, like, all the the, the tropes of, like, a teenage movie. You know? So, I think that one, like, went way overboard with the stereotypes. And then, uh, number one is a uh, Sex Drive. Oh, really? I, you thought that was
1: in Bound? Yeah. I mean I guess so. It, it like you, it, it just had like like the the first
2: the first time watching it is pretty funny and then that's like when you watch it again and again you're just like
1: Yeah, but it's so funny because at the time I wanna say that at the time that it came out that show on M T V or wherever it came out on now, like catfish, it wasn't out yet. And then finally it's kinda like, Oh damn, like, you know, now it's relatable, now that you see how many people get catfished on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the whole premises of that was that this kid was going to go get laid, because he was catfishing somebody, and he thought that she was he was probably beginning catfished, but he went, and she said, if you make it, you know, here, you know, we'll go all the way. And of course, he's a little virgin, so he was like, we're going to make this road trip. And he basically gets in a bunch of shenanigans, you know? Um... But that's why I was like, I I guess I could say like, oh, you know what? It's not even in my, it's not in my bottom. I could probably put it up at the top for me. But you know, the East Zone. Yep.
2: All right. So going back to the three up and going to Spencer at number three, he has Avatar.
1: That's that's a dude, really? He's got some good action scenes in there. No, I know it does. It just I I would that was. That's something you could actually watch with the girl. Like, you know, be I mean, like, you could, you could try to get late watching avatar. That's how I. Oh, th- well, what the f- <laughs> I don't know, know about. No, I'm just saying, like, look, dude, if you, okay. If, if you seen, okay, I'm,
2: one of my, one of my topics, hey, let's, let let's watch this Kirk Cameron film and just get it on.
1: You mean James Cameron?
2: James Cameron movie, Boy, just get Kirk it and on.
1: No, I'm saying, like, just think about it. This dude actually is a freaking, let's put it this way this movie
2: has a deep message about 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 deforestation but let's let's, let's go knock boots babe
1: <laughs> no not even deforestation fool like this guy went from being like a military mindset to actually like i care about the earth i care about the people i care about the tribe like i care about you know everything around me i don't think he, i don't think that's what he had <laughs> no he, he dude he went in there thinking like oh shit i'm going to be able to walk again yeah,
2: I don't, I don't think he was talking about like th- that military mindset. He was just happy he could walk. And then he like learned about the people.
1: Yeah, exactly. He learned about the people, but he went in there with the learning, wanting to do a mission in order to get his legs back quick when he went back to Earth. And that, that's what it was. And, but then he later learned how to cope with them. It's kind of like that. Um, like one of those, you know, let's put it this way, uh, kind of romantic stories. You go in there, you try to like, Bro, it's a sci
2: it's a sci fi Pocahontas,
1: man. Uh, -hmm, nah. I don't know. If you want, you could you could put put a poll on that. Do you think Avatar from James Cameron is actually uh, a sci fi Pocahontas? I am not really. (laughs) I am not going to put a poll on that. dude, you should do it. You should do it. You should so do it. (laughs) Spencer, what do you think? Spencer, please tell me what do you think. Do do you want him to put the poll on there? Yes or no?
2: Is, is, Avatar <laughs> a sci-fi Pocahontas?
1: I mean, you said it. I was over here trying to explain <laughs> we, that. You're, you're
2: over here, words. like, this guy has his military mind. So John Smith comes <laughs> in, meets, meets this indigenous tribe. <laughs> it uh,
1: becomes, fact, becomes, so. becomes
2: relatable, becomes relatable by, by talking with this, this female indigenous person, Pocahontas.
1: <laughs> fun fun fact, A war uh,
2: consumes uh, between the, between uh, the outsiders and the natives.
1: Pocahontas. <laughs> Fun fact, actually, uh, apparently John Smith lied about all that. So,
2: yeah. well, I mean, because yeah, that was not the, ac- the accurate, real story about Pocahontas. But, anyways, yeah. anyways, but yeah. So, number three is Avatar. Number two is Three Hundred.
1: Okay, I can see that. That, that is, is
2: no that is it's actually out on Netflix right now. <laughs>
1: I think the second one is too.
2: Yeah, we don't want to talk about that one. Yeah. But yeah, so number two, 300. Very, very good one. And number one, super bad. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Super bad, dude. That is just so many great lines.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so many great lines in it. Uh, McLovin.
1: McLovin, I swear. <laughs> you know,
2: there's a, there was a worst thing that happened to me is that I I finally downloaded TikTok. Um, oh, God. And, uh, uh, yeah. Oh God. And and, the, and one of the TikToks that I saw was like there. There's like like the, the dude's like I re- the, when you realized you were young Jonah Hill and super bad, and so like now everyone knows him as the guy that was drawing dicks. So, oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, that 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 scene right there always has me laughing, especially because like that the part where uh, where Jonah Hill is like saying like I couldn't I couldn't anything that that looked that even resembled a dick. It's like, you know, how, you know you know, what foods that look like dicks? All the really good ones. Oh, <laughs> I just, yeah. I was just like, oh, Superbad was ahead of his time, man. Yeah. Great yeah, but the, thing
1: is, but the thing is, if you would release it now, yeah, yeah. that should have been like cancel culture. I don't know. Would you really cancel Superbad? You know, you well, know.
2: I, guess, I guess, obviously, the, the plan that uh, Jonah Hill's character was was to get this chick drunk so he can have sex with her. Yeah, that, yeah. 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 But the best scene in that movie is that scene when Michael Sarah has to like sing in front of those the Cokeheads. Oh yeah, that was.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and the fact that they're just jamming and like as if this
1: guy really could sing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, man, he has the voice
2: of an angel. I know you. You're the singer.
1: Mm-hmm. Came all the way from Scottsdale. You're Jimmy's brother, right? He's a singer. He's Jimmy's brother, He's singer. Oh man, what a what a good movie! All yeah. right, so that
2: that, that is Spencer's uh, three up. What's your what's your three up?
1: All right, so my three up is my three up is actually number three. Uh, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this one. Uh, Once upon a time in Mexico.
2: Oh, okay, from
1: Desperados. Desperado mm-hmm. series. The Desperados series. Yes, sir. Why
2: that one? Movie. Why that one specifically?
1: I mean, I think that's when Johnny Depp first came out. And then that dude made that that camera that scene. Like him being that assassin. And it kinda like, you know, added a little bit more oomph into the whole having guns for guitars. And then he was just basically a straight up assassin from the I believe it was the CIA or the FBI. Or the DEA. I can't remember, but he was like a straight up, like assassin looking dude, just having the two guns underneath his vest. Okay. Yeah. Then, uh, number two is actually, um, uh, uh, let's see. Number two, I'm going to say, hmm. Um, I have to think about it a little bit. No. you know, um, oh, you know what? Number two. Um, fuck! What is that movie? It, it, it was a. Uh, it's like the college one. It's like where the little. I mean, I'm not trying to be stereotypical, where the the white guy gets a little Asian guy, little Asian kid, drunk before his job interview. Um, oh. Oh, uh, Justin Wong, I think is his name. It uh, has Justin Long. No, no, um, no, Justin, Justin. It's got, something. it's got Miles Teller in it. Yeah. Um, fuck, what is it? What's the name of the movie? Like, I'll, 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 I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Um, uh, twenty-one and over. and over. Twenty-one and over. There you go. That one. 21 and over. That one. That one is a bro movie. Okay. Yeah. That's my number two. And then my number one, I have to go with the goodie, but a, an oldie, but a goodie, Wedding Crashes. Okay. I remember yeah. when we watched that in El Salvador in Spanish. Oh, God. That was so bad. All right. That's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Is it? You, you want to say anything? Okay.
2: All right, wedding crashers, pretty good movie. All right, for my yep. three up, I have at number three, Training Day.
1: Training Day, okay, nice, nice, nice.
2: Yeah, I mean that that I think everyone can can say they watched whenever they watched Training Day, they were like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> just, mm-hmm. This is a, that was just it. Like I think everybody's like, want to watch Training Day. Fuck yeah, I do. The <laughs> mm-hmm. so, Training Day, good movie. Uh, has has Noel playing Hector, even though he was never called Hector throughout the movie. But apparently, he was na- listed as Hector. Why? I don't know. He could have been Cholo one, but no. <laughs> that's that's how they listed him as is Hector, and I and I hate that. Uh, number two, I got Bad Boys two. Uh, nice. Yeah, I know okay. some people are gonna be like, "How oh, you not gonna pick Bad Boys one?" Well, because Bad Boys two has one of my favorite scenes. And that is the scene when uh, when Martin Lawrence like meets the the guy that's gonna be taking his daughter out on a date.
1: That's all I do. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, you look thirty. <laughs>
2: so, that is one of my favorite scenes uh, of all time. Up there, that that was just, to me. That's a hilarious scene just because the like the interrogations, getting the crap out of the kid, and then you got <laughs> you got Will Smith going over there <laughs> pretending he's drunk. And like flashing his gun. But the, the last, but, but the, the, the part that I like the most is like, ever been with a guy? No, you want to. <laughs> just, I don't know if they just like, if that's actually scripted or they just like when with it. Like, you know, you forget forget, Will yeah. Smith was, was kind of a comedian.
1: So yeah.
2: But yeah. So bad boys too. And then my last one and Spencer had it on his list, but you know, this is it, my number one. and It's because I think it's the most bro movie as it can be, and that's 300. Like, the second 300 came out, just Uh, bros just flocking into movie theaters watching this movie, and all of a sudden, everybody wanted to be a Spartan.
1: Yeah, right. Everybody wanted to get in shape.
2: Everybody wanted to get in shape. You know, I forgot Michael Fassbender was in that movie.
1: Yeah, I was like, what? Looks so different in that movie. Yeah,
2: but yeah, so that, yeah, that movie was the movie that really defined the, the bros. I think <laughs> everybody was like, you know, freaking saying this is Sparta, and then trying to Spartan kick something. Spartan kick became a thing.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, we, we coined the phrase Spartan kick now. But yeah, everybody was obsessed with the Spartans and just wanted to be badass like a Spartan. So dudes, guys had freaking That's how you know, like, the most, the most douchebag bro thing ever was getting a tattoo of a Spartan helmet. So, like, it was pretty douchey. But yeah, like, just people were obsessed with the Spartans because of that movie 300, because of how badass that movie was. They lost. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest. They lost. But, you know, it was was such a badass movie. Uh, And then, you know, the, the slow motion and and all that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just a cool movie. And then I, I thought it was funny how South Park made fun of it. Um, yeah. So, and that's even more, bro. (laughs) You got soft part making fun of it. But yeah, there's that. So that is my, my, my number one. Um, but yeah, so that is three up, three down. And that's the show, man. We want to give a shout out to the belly up, uh, belly up sports network. You can check out their website at www.bellyupsports.com. Stay tuned because there's things happening at belly up. So be on the lookout. Shout out to the belly up sports radio. Uh, go ahead and, and check it out. It's almost it's it's, it's in the works, getting it back up and running, so we'll be back in the radio pretty soon. But if you guys want some updates on that, make sure you guys follow the Twitter account, Radio on Hinge. they will constantly be updating you as we get back into it. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, A&G Graphics, for the creation of the Name FC logo. So make sure you guys go ahead and check her out. You can follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Uh once again, A G graphics with an X. Uh, thank you so much, Alejandra. And shout out to Roosevelt Spencer, our producer. He makes our intros, he makes our outros. He maybe sounds somewhat decent for despacito. Um, just simply the best. You know, shout out to, to Roosevelt Spencer, man. If you guys need beats done for whether you're trying to make your own, you know, become a rapper, or you're trying to be an artist, or maybe you just have a podcast and you just want some, some intros done. Go well, hit up Spencer. He'll take great care of you. So follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Um, thank you for listening to episode seventy one and catch us up next week for episode seventy two.
1: All right, take care, guys. Almost done.